say words, we sing songs, we do things, but is that, do we really believe that? Do we really stand on, do we really walk like that every day? When people see us, they say, man, these people have victory in their lives. I don't understand what it is or how it happens, but they do. Amen. Thank you. Father, I just thank you this morning that your word is true. I thank you for the anointing on your word. Thank you, Father God, for, for opening our ears and our eyes and our hearts, Lord, that we could hear what you have to say this morning. And Lord, that we would, would, would walk according to your word, Father. And I thank you and praise you, Father. Give you all the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. I, I um, thank you, everybody, for praying us. We had a great vacation last week, and um, the weather was great, except one day. And, um, but it was fine. We just had a little bit of rain. A little bit of a hurricane came through. But it was fine. <laughs> um, you know, I, I was, as I was sitting there thinking about this, I hadn't um, thought about, and I got to thinking about how many people that I know this morning that are going through things and are struggling and they're looking for victory in the situation, right? There's things that we look for victory, and victory is in, in God and in Jesus, but we're going to talk this morning about the path to victory. See, God always has a plan. He has a path. He has a way. And, we, and a lot of people just like, oh, I, I got victory. I want victory. I want victory. But they will try to do it themselves, and they can't do it that way. And we're going to talk this morning. We're going to look at King Jehoshaphat and what he did and how he listened and heard. But I want to give you the definition. I don't have this in my notes. I just pulled it up just a minute ago because I hadn't thought about it. But the definition of the word victory in the Webster says the overcoming, overcoming of an enemy or an antagonist. So we overcome that. And then it says the achievement of mastery or success in a struggle or endeavor against odds or difficulties. A lot of things we face are against all odds, right? So many difficulties. And, and if we allow those things to... to um, control us, then we'll never see the victory. But see what, a lot of times, what is happening is, as I just said, we want to do it our way, ourselves. And sometimes when we come up to these places, if we, are, if we aren't versed in the word, strong in the word, if we haven't prepared ourselves um, spiritually, and when it comes, then we don't know what to do, Right? We can, it can overcome us, it can devastate us, and there are things that happen that are very devastating. They're hard, they're, they're, they're not easy. But we have to know that God has given us the victory, amen? He's given it to us. And um, what the, I'm just gonna kinda go through this, and kinda we'll go through the steps with Jehoshaphat and what he did, and um, but the first thing we need to do is, is seek God. When, when attack comes, when the enemy begins to attack us or any kind of thing that attacks us, we need to seek God, right? We need to say, God, you know, what, what's going on? And, and then we need to be prepared. We need to get prepared, but we need to also be prepared um, before this happens. We can't wait till, you know, we can't just take, a, we, I'm going to take a vacation for six months 
I'm just going to do all this stuff. And then when something happens, we're not prepared because we're not built up in the word. We're not built up in our spirit man to face this. And what, it, you know, Jehoshaphat, we'll read that in a moment. But when, when, when enemy came against him, he immediately turned to God for guidance. Lord, you know, help me. Show me what to do. You know, and then he, he, he um, then he called a fast of everybody. The attack might be so strong that you might then need to, to, in order to get clear definition from God, you might need to, to, to do whatever. You might have to call in the army. <laughs> you might need to get the other Christian brothers and sisters and say, look, I need your prayers. You know, and he called a fast of everybody. And sometimes in the church, we, we call a fast. But in other words, a time of, of, of seeking God and praying. So let's go to Second Chronicles chapter 20, and we'll, we'll start reading in verse 1. It said, it, it happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. So here's an attack. And, you know, we have... We have a choice to take action, to react, to, to do what we're going to do when attack happens, right? And, and what do we do? So then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, a great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria. And they are in Hazion Tamar, which is in, in Gedi. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judea. So it said, even though it, when he immediately, heard, when he heard it, there was kind of like a, whoa. But what did he do immediately? What did he say? He set himself to seek God. In other words, okay, this is coming against me. I can't let this fear overtake me, but I'm going to go to him and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? What am I supposed to do? And he proclaimed a fast throughout all Judea. So Judah gathered together to ask him, ask help from the Lord. From all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. So they came to seek the Lord. In other words, this involved the whole country. This didn't, the whole nation. This didn't just involve him. It was attack against the whole nation. Sometimes as, as, as a body of Christ now, we know there is an attack against the whole body of Christ. And we need to all come together. Amen. Amen? And we seek God and say, God, what, is, what are we going to do about this? How are we to, to do it? And so I'm going to give you a couple of things and then we'll read the scripture. But the first thing, one of the first things, you seek God and then you proclaim God's power and might. You do it in the midst of other believers and you do it and you let the enemy know who God is. Look, this is my God. Enemy, I want you to know that. And I'm going to proclaim who he is and then in verse 5 and 6, he says, Jehoshaphat stood before the community of Judah and Jerusalem in front of the new courtyard at the temple of the Lord. He prayed, O Lord, God of our ancestors, you alone are the God who is in heaven. You are the ruler of all the kingdoms of the earth. You are powerful and mighty. No one can stand against you. So he's, he's pulling in. He's, a, he's letting everybody know. He's letting the enemy know. He's letting everybody that God is the most powerful and mighty thing in, in the whole universe. And no, it says no one can stand against him. Nobody. 
not you, not anybody, not the enemy. And see what the enemy wants to do is take away our, our victory. He wants us to take away that. He wants us to get us into a place where, where we, we're, we're not communicating. We're not going, we're not going to, you know, fear will, will set you back. You know, one thing we need to know is that, that when we come together as believers, that there's love there. There's support there. There, there's, there, there's the anointing of God that's even stronger because we're all together. And we need to come together and we need to proclaim. We need to proclaim together that we have a powerful and mighty God and nobody can stand against him. You know, if you really believe that, then there's nothing that happens in your life that you can't stand up against. Right? Things happen, right? Things that we don't even plan for or we don't know about. But God knows about everything and knew about everything. So we stand and we say, look, I'm sorry. This has happened. I can choose to just lay down. I can choose to waller in it. Right? Or I can choose to go through it. Right? If you come to a mud puddle and you can't get around it, you got to choose. Right? You're just going to stop because there's mud there you're going to stop just because there's a, a bump in the road or are you going to go forward sure the bump don't feel good there's a place if you're ever going traveling to Myrtle Beach and you're going down 151 you come through Page and you go down there there's a dip in the road how ever been you know experienced that dip in the road it's, it's right before if you can just remember if you ever remember it's right before you get to Robert's house I don't know if he did it or not but well, the best thing to do is get in the left lane because it's not quite as bad. And I mean, if you hit that thing going fast, <laughs> you might go airborne. But, but you know it's there and you have a choice. I'm just going to stop. I'm not going any further because there's a bump in the road. We can't do that. We go through the bump. We might jump a little bit, or waddle a little bit, or wobble a little bit. And when you go through mud, you might get... You know, we used to have something when I was a kid, when I used to play, there was, I called it quicksand. I don't know if you have quicksand around here or not, but I know I've left my shoes in it before. <laughs> and it's, you feel like you're just going down, and so you just pull out of your shoes, never to be found again. Most of the time I didn't wear shoes anyway back then, but when I did, like maybe that's why I quit. So there's a bump in the road. So we, you know, we, we need to, to, um, Proclaim God's strength. You know what? God's going to get me through this. Next thing is to remember past victories. You know, remind yourself and remind the enemy of what God has done for you. Amen? You know what? This happened to me and so and so, but guess, look what God did. And I believe he'll do it again. And again. And again, you know, the song, do it again. You know, you look at those things, do it again, move that mountain again, whatever it might be. So look at verse seven in Second Chronicles 20. Our, oh, our God, did you not drive out those who lived in this land when your people Israel arrived? So this kind of like they're asking God a question, but they're really not. They're just directing it. God, didn't you, you know, in other words, didn't God drive out those who lived in this land so that we could occupy it? Didn't he drive out all that stuff so we could occupy it? 
He had given us this land. He had promised this land. And did you not give this land forever to the the descendants of your friend Abraham? Your people settled here and built this temple to honor your name. So he's saying, you know what? Didn't you look at this? He's proclaiming that to everybody around him. He's proclaiming it to the enemy. He said, look, didn't God give us this land? You know, it's kind of like, didn't God give us the land? So who's going to take it from us? See, I believe in those situations, nobody can take it from you, but you could give it to them if you don't watch out. If you give up, you can give them that. But nobody can take it from you if you stand on what God says and on his word. So he's standing on that. Look, God gave us this land and he meant for us to stay here. So I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to fight. I'm going to stand. And I'm not going to lose ground. Might take me a little time to go forward, but I'm not going to lose ground. There might be a bump in the road or whatever, but I'm not going to lose ground. You know, the thing, one of the things I've learned in my life is to not ever give up. When something happens, um, couple of weeks ago before we went on vacation I was trying to get you know how you try to get all these things done I wanted to get my grass mowed because I knew if I didn't by the time I got back I'd need um, a bush hog or something to cut it right anybody ever been there I know a lot of you don't even have to cut it you just pay somebody to cut it I understand but you don't have about two acres to mow either but I'm on my lawnmower and I'm going down through and I'm making time. And, and li- listen to this. I just now thought about this. I, I like to help my neighbors out, right? How many people like to help your neighbors out? H- help somebody out if you can. So I'm doing a good thing, right? So I go over. My, um, this guy bought land beside us and he put this big long road. It's a half a mile long. And he's got an entrance to us. Well, he's ne- he just comes down there occasionally. So I like to go over there and mow the little entrance for him. It's a good little bit. So I'm over there the other day, I'm mowing and mowing, and all of a sudden my, my lawnmower just locks up. And I smell rubber burning from the bell, and I'm like, oh, what was that? So I, I pick the blade up, I drive over to um, get on over there on where I can get off the shoulder of the road, and, and there's this wire, just this big. Anybody know what hog wire is? Well, it's just wrapped all around that blade and, and, and it bent a thing up under there. So I could have just said, well, I ain't going to get my grass mowed, but I didn't. I went, I went out to my dad's, I jacked it up and it took me a long time. I got it, I straightened all thing, and I went back and finished cutting my grass. Well, see, we should never give up. It might be hard. It's not always going to be easy, but you know, we look at it, we figure out what it is. We, we pull it away and we keep going. We ask God's direction. God, show us. We're, going, we're seeking you. Um, we are, you know, and, and I look, I could look back a couple of weeks before that, I was doing the same thing. And it made me want to think, you know, you need to quit doing this for this guy because it just ain't working good. <laughs> Did the same thing and knocked the lawnmower out of whack and the whole deck dropped, so I had to fix that. And anyway, but I did it. I fixed it, finished what I was doing. So, we need to remember the past victories. I remember the things that, whenever things happen and it looks kind of like it's, it's taking longer than I want, 
Anybody ever had anything take longer than you want? And you're like, okay, Lord, just, you know, I want it done now, right now. And, and it doesn't happen right now sometimes. God's timing is perfect. Even though some people question that. <laughs> God, really? But he knows what he's doing, and we don't. But we keep in our hearts and our mind that victory's coming, the end's coming, right? It's coming to a place. So we have to remember things that he has done. And you know, one of the things he remembered that, that not only did God do it at that time, but he said, you gave us this land forever, so you're not taking it away. So I know we're supposed to be here because you promised it. And then the next thing is we need to declare God's faithfulness. This song we just sang, you know, we need to declare God's faithfulness. We need to know, hey, I'm looking at this thing from the victory side of it. I'm looking at this thing as the inside of it. I look at my life at the inside of it. As Darren said, when we close our eyes or whatever from this life, we're, we're, we're immediately with him. So, the, 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 you know, so when you have that to look forward to, you have nothing to lose. You don't, you don't feel like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, as a, there was a time in my life when I feared death. I didn't understand what it might be. Even though I was raised in church, I didn't know what was going to happen. And a lot of people do that. That's why they're scared of death. So we need to declare God's faithfulness. Second Chronicles 20 and verse 9. They said, whenever we are faced with any calamity such as war, plague, or famine, we can come to stand in your presence before this temple where your name is honored. We can cry out to you to save us, and you will hear us, and you will what? Rescue us. So we, he's declaring God's faithful. We know God will hear us, and we know he'll rescue us. We know that he will come, and he will rescue us. We know of God's faithfulness. How many can look back and look at God's faithfulness in your life? Amen? He's faithful. God's faithful. You know, when I look at, at, at all the things that has happened in my life and, and, and I've, I, you know, I look, just like recently, you know, I look, I look for things and when I see that it happened at the end, you know, I want to say don't forget what God has done. You can quickly forget those things. You can quickly forget those things and not remember them, but you need to always remember it. You know, remember God is faithful he is faithful. He sent Jesus to rescue us, right? And he, Jesus did. God is faithful. And the next thing, you need to remember that your strength is in God. It's God who gives us our strength. Do you know that your victory is not dependent on, dependent on your strength or your strength alone? I believe we have to do things. I believe we have to make steps, but it's not dependent just on you, right? If it was, we'd probably all be in trouble, right? It's not dependent just on you. Remember God's strength. So when you go, what you do in remembering things like that is you build yourself up. You know, if maybe nobody around you wants to build you up, but you can build yourself up, right? By speaking these things in, in verse 12. 
says, oh, oh, our God, won't you stop them? We are powerless against this army that is about to attack us. We don't know what to do, but we are looking for you to help. We don't know what to do. Goes back to seeking the Lord. What are we supposed to do? You know, um, we can go back to David in 1 Samuel 30, verse 6. David um, knew where his strength was, right? It says, David was now in great danger because all his men were very bitter about losing their sons and daughters, and they began to talk of stoning him. But David found strength in the Lord his God. Even though they were talking, oh, we're going to kill you, buddy. We're going to stone you to death. And David's found his strength in the Lord, not in anything else. So we got to realize where our strength comes from. It comes from God. I have strength to make it through this day or through this situation because what? Because of God. It doesn't matter who all's coming against you, who all don't like it. How many of you know, and we all know that, that everybody don't like you? Really? No, everybody don't like you. You might be the nicest person in the world. Some people don't like it because you're nice. Right? You've heard people say that. He's just too nice. Or she's just too nice. Right? How could you be too nice? Might be because you're not nice enough. <laughs> but David found his strength in the Lord as God. My strength lies in my God. Amen. So the next thing is very important as we're talking about this is that we get the word of the Lord. We find out what God has to say about our situation and what God says to do, right? You know, sometimes we need to just wait. Don't just immediately act, but wait on God's direction. Wait for him to show you. You know, it's always better to, to do it God's way and do it from his plan than from us. And you know what? God can give us a word, right? He always does. It can come from others. It can come from that still small voice, right? It can come from your spouse. It can come from a family member. It can come from somebody that's not a family member. But God can give you a word and he will give you a word and he will give you direction on what you're to do and how you're to do it. So our problem is we think we can do it all ourselves. See, especially us guys that have been around, you know, about 20 or 30 years, we, we, we've done a lot and seen a lot. So we thought, well, I can just do that. You know, I know how to do that. God, I don't need you to help me in this situation because I know what to do. Well, you, you might want to listen because <laughs> he might have a little different plan. That would come, it might be easier, might not, but I'm definitely, it'll be better than what you decided to do. In verses 2 Chronicles 20, 13 and 15. As all the men of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, wives and children, the spirit of the Lord came upon one of the men standing there. His name was Jaziel, son of Zechariah, son of Benaiah, son of Jeal, son of Mataniah, a Levite who was a descendant of Asaph. He said, now it's just, you know what he was doing there? He's qualifying who this guy is. It came from him, 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 him. This is where he came from. This is his lineage. 
And we trust that. A Levite who was a descendant of Asap, he said, listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem, listen, King Jehoshaphat, this is what the Lord says, do not be afraid. I want to say, if you want to overcome something, you can't have fear and you can't be afraid. Right? This is what the Lord says, do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army for the battle is not yours, but it's God's. In other words, don't be discouraged. You look out there and that's, whatever this thing is looks big. You feel like that it's all coming in around you. But don't be discouraged because the battle is the Lord's. It's not yours. Tomorrow march out against them. You will find them coming through the ascent of Ziz at the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness of Jeruel. But you will not even need to fight. Wow. So he didn't, they waited on the word of the Lord and this is the way it's going to happen and this is what I want you to do. But guess what? You're not even going to have to fight. Sometimes we don't have to fight. Sometimes fighting is our worst enemy. Right? Take your positions, then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. So the Lord's saying, don't even go ready to fight. Just go and take your position. I'm going to do the fighting for you. I like it when those times are like that. When there are times like, I don't have to do anything but trust God. I have to do anything but do exactly what God says to do. You know, sometimes we go to take position and we want to do something, right? If I could just do something, I can fix it. I can make it better, but not always. You need to hear what God has to say. And if he says to just go out there and stand and stand still, then go out there and stand and stand still and watch him do something. We need to get the word of the Lord. We need to get what God says to do. And I will say this, make sure that whatever you hear is from God. That's why he gave in this scripture, there was plenty of the backup. This was a legit guy. Don't just turn the TV on and let somebody tell you, oh, this is what you're supposed to do. It could happen that way, but I'm just saying, you better know who you're hearing from. Amen? You better know who you're hearing from. And you better know it's God. So it, it, through this, we got to get the word of the Lord. We got to get God's plan, his plan of action, not ours. You know, in, in, in this whole life of, of living for God and this whole life of, of, of pastoring and leading a church, you know, it's easy to get off into our own things, but we need to get God's plan. And I think a lot of times we're slowed up because we're trying to do it ourselves. If we would just wait and hear God and do God's plan. Because, you know, sometimes you get kind of weary, like, okay, Lord, this has been a while. So why don't we just try? I'm just going to try this, you know, okay? When this was God's plan, just go with it. And remember that the battle is the Lord's. You know, a lot of times we, we, we um, 
I talked a lot about the battle of the Lord, so I won't say much more about that. But I will say this, that, that we need to recognize that. That the battle is the Lord's. And then this next thing is something I think is important. Is you need to begin to praise God. Well, wait a minute, I hadn't seen the result. It doesn't matter. Let's give him thanks. Let's give him praise before. Because we've gotten his word. So I want to praise God. I've already gotten your word. I'm going to praise you, Lord, for what you're going to do. Because you said you would do it, right? Look at this next verse in 18 and 19. It says, Then King Jehoshaphat bowed low with his face to the ground. And all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same, worshiping the Lord. Then the Levites from the clans of Kohath and Korah stood to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud shout. So they all praised God. And you know what they did? They hadn't come to the battle yet, but they heard what God said about it, so they believed what God said about it. Their faith was hooked up with what God said about it, and they began to praise God before they even saw anything happen. And we need to do that. We need to cook up with what God says and say, you know what, Lord, I thank you. I praise you. I'm glad that you're going to do, you said you'd do this. So I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Well, I ain't going to praise God till I see something happen. Well, you're going to lose out on a lot of um, peace, I guess you'd say. They are, and, and you know what? Sometimes you got to be the example. It says when King Jehoshaphat bowed down, they all followed him. Well, he's heard the word. He's, he believes this. We're getting down. We're going to worship the Lord. And then they begin to shout because they begin to get the victory inside of them even though it wasn't seen yet. They begin to praise God. They begin to give him a shout. Amen? And then the next thing that we need to, we don't just get the plan, but we need to set the plan into action. You know, when we get a plan, we need to start doing it. We need to get the plan set and let's do what God said to do. Um, let's put it into action. When we decide different things, like we got VBS coming up and this is when we decide this is what we're going to do, we set the plan in action. And we have people that, that do it, like Claire, she's really good at coming up with all this stuff, so she puts the plan in action. She had a little stump this morning and she could have done, she could have just ripped it all down and got mad, but some of her stuff fell off the wall. But she got in there and put it back up. So we need to set God's plan into action. What he says to do into action. Not what we said to do. In verse 20 through 26 he says, Early the next morning the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. So here, here we go. We're going out. We're doing what he said. On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets and you will succeed. So he's, he's encouraging them. They've already stepped out to start the plan, but he says, okay, remember to believe God and you'll stand firm. You won't stand, be able to stand firm unless you believe God. You gotta believe what God says. Well, it don't look real good. Well, they're looking at all these armies coming up. It don't look real good, but you know what? I'm going to believe God and I'm going to stand firm. I'm going to stand with my feet planted. Believe his prophets and you will succeed. After cons 
insulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. That's why we need to send the praise out before the battle. And you, you know, you, they could have said, well, why we got to do that? We, we didn't see nothing yet. And you want us to start praising the Lord? Well, that was a big, big reason for that. We're going to see. There was a purpose. There's always a purpose in what God says to do. This is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord for his faithful love endures forever. At that very moment, they began to sing and to give praise. The Lord calls the army armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting among themselves. So there was a reason for the praise. The praise confused them and they started fighting. See, God always has a plan that might not make any sense to you, right? Sometimes it doesn't make a bit of sense. Well, why do it that way, Lord? Why can't I just do it this way? It's kind of like I remember, I don't know that people, oh, sorry, I'm I don't know if moms do that anymore. But I asked my mom why, and she said, because I said so. Anybody ever heard that before in your life? Well, why? Because I said so. That was enough for me, because, you know, I know what the said so meant. And I know what it meant if I didn't do the said so. So why to do that, Lord? Because I said so. See, we could not go through a lot of pain if we would just say because God said so he said to go out and start praising first he said to go and sing so that's what we're going to do I don't know what's going to become of it but that's what we're going to do and if they would went out with their their um swords or whatever and just started to go fighting they'd have probably got defeated because they didn't do it God's way but they did it God's way the armies of Moab and Ammon turned against their allies from Mount Seir and killed every one of them. They didn't even have to fight. After they had destroyed the army of Seir, they began attacking each other. Wouldn't this be something to watch? I mean, you were going out. You didn't know exactly what was going to happen. You got to fight, but, you know, here they go out. And they said, look, let's send the praise first. Let's do what God says. So we're going out and we're going to praise God. And then all of a sudden they just start, you're just standing there watching them destroy themselves. Think about that. Be obedient to what God says. So when the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, all they saw were dead bodies lying on the ground as far as they could see. When they got there, there wasn't no enemy there. When they got there, it was all gone. Why? Because they obeyed God. They did what God said. They listened to him and said not a single one of the enemy had escaped. Not a single one. Not one. None of them had escaped. King Jehoshaphat and his men went out to gather the plunder. They found vast amounts of equipment, clothing, and other valuables, more than they could carry. There was so much plunder that it took them three days just to collect it all. See, that's another thing God had told them. That he told them to get everything. So they weren't only just, um, they didn't just defeat the enemy. They were blessed. 
On the fourth day, they gathered in the Valley of Blessing, which got its name that day because the people praised and thanked the Lord there. It is still called the Valley of Blessing today. Wow. It wasn't the Valley of War, the Valley of of victory. It was a valley of blessing because they did what God said the way God said to do it. They went in there and they didn't even have to fight. God told them they didn't have to fight. They didn't fight. All they did was praise God and do what he said to do the way he said to do it. And they went in there and then because of it, they were not just won the war or whatever. They were blessed so much that it took them a couple, you know, it took a long time. What did it say? How many days? On the fourth day, it took them, what, three days? Three days to get it all. I like to have three days to get all the blessing. I want to just um, give you a little excerpt right here of somebody else that followed the Lord to the T. And that was Joshua. Remember, Joshua fought the battle of Jericho. I'm going to just read 16 through 20. It's not in my notes. Just listen, whatever. So, and the seventh time it happened when the priest blew the trumpet. So see what God had told Joshua to do was to go and to march around six times blowing the trumpets. So you know what he did the sixth time? It's just getting their attention. And probably after about the third day, they were like, well, they're just blowing smoke. We ain't worried about them. All they do is walk around blowing their trumpets. What in the world does that mean? But the seventh day, the seventh time it happened when the priests blew the trumpets that Joshua said to the people. And he told them to wait until I tell you and then I want you to shout. Because that's what God said to do. Shout for the Lord has given you the city. Now the city shall be doomed by the Lord to destruction. It and all who are in it. Now, only Rahab the harlot shall live. She and all who are with her in the house because she hid the messengers that we sent. Now. Could you imagine what the city of Jericho thought then? Now they're shouting. They've blown the horns for seven days and now they're shouting. So what in the world are they shouting about? It says, and you by all means abstain from the cursed things, lest you become accursed when you take of the cursed things and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. But all the silver and gold and vessels of bronze, in other words, take what's good, but leave that other stuff behind. All the cursed things, all their, their worshiping things and their temple things and all that. But all the silver and gold and vessels of bronze and iron are concentrated to the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. So the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets and it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat. Then the people went up into the city, every man straight before him and they took the city. They did what God said to do exactly the way God said to do it. They followed God's plan. We have issues because we don't want to follow God's plan a lot of times because it makes no sense. Or why would I do it that way when I can do it this way? We get in the way of ourselves. We get in the way of our victory. We get in the way of our blessing because we do it our way. You know, it says that the wall fell down flat. And I've read some, some in the past some commentaries on that and it showed that basically the, it's almost like the earth opened up the wall fell down in the earth and then just walked across it. It wasn't like a bunch of rubble that they had to jump across. It just, and they walked, it said flat, right? 
And if it fell over flat, it probably fell on top of them. But it just says it's like it opened up and there it went down in the ground and they walked across. So we need to do what God says. We need to set his plan in action and do it like he said to do it. Now we talked about praising God and thanking him before they went in there. They did what he said. They praised him. They stood in their positions and they just praised God and they shouted. Well, you know what? After that fact, we need to give thanks too. We need to thank God for what he has just done, for what we just saw. Give thanks. In verse 27, 28, it says, then all the men returned to Jerusalem with Jehoshaphat leading them, overjoyed that the Lord had given them victory over their enemies. They marched in Jerusalem to the music of harps, lyres, and trumpets, and they proceeded to the temple of the Lord. They walked back, praising God, singing thanksgiving, giving him thanks, and they went straight into the temple and began to worship God. They didn't stop at home. They didn't stop here, stop there. They went straight to praising God and they went straight into the temple, it says. Giving him thanks and thanksgiving. You know, we don't need to just get to the place of victory and then forget God. Well, God did it, thank, you know, amen. But no, we need to continue it. All the way back that, I don't know how far it was, but they had to go all the way back and, and they... Thank God, and they went to the temple and began to praise him and began to worship him. So we need to give thanks. We need to give thanks. And guess, you know what comes next is really awesome. Rest. They've done all this, and now they get rest. 29 and 30 says, when all the surrounding, surrounding kingdoms heard that the Lord himself had fought against the enemies of the Israel, the fear of God came over, over them. So when they saw what had happened in that thing, they're like, we're leaving them alone. I ain't going over there because these people didn't even fight. And, and they destroyed that whole city. Listen, they, when people see what God is doing, they can, they'll back off. They said the fear, they saw what, it wasn't, they didn't see what the people did, they saw what God did. They saw what the people, that's why we need to make sure we give glory to God and we give him thanks and people know why did that happen? It's because of what God did. Not because of what I did, not because of what anybody did, but it's what God did. So Jehoshaphat's kingdom was at peace for God had given him rest on every side. So we go through these things that we do what God says, we get to that place, and then we can rest. We can begin to rest in it. That chapter is gone. That, we never forget that victory. We never forget what God's done, but we can begin to rest in him. Thank you, Lord. You know, and there's some things that I still, you know, that some of us have been going through, but we're gonna be able to rest. One day, we're going to be able to rest. I, I really totally believe, you know, God made us so he knows how we are and what we are and everything about us, right? And I will say this, too, 
we all rest in different ways, right? What may be, your rest may not be my rest or my rest may not be your rest. What I'm saying is we, we, God knows us, every one of us individually. And there's something, you know, sometimes, but God can give us peace. He can give us rest. It's said on every side. So whatever it is that's coming against you, we, we, we need to be able to rest. You might say, well, I ain't had any rest lately. Well, I want to say this morning, I want to speak to you, you're going to get some rest. There's some of you going through stuff, victory is, is here. Just do what God says to do and watch him do it. And you're going to begin to see some rest. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Let's stand this morning. And somebody said, well, VBS is coming up. We're not going to get any rest. You will. You know, we got like about 100 kids signed up. You know what we need to look at? We get opportunity to minister to these kids. You know, when we say we need all hands on deck, we really do. What can I do? You can pray. You can come and do whatever. Guarantee we'll put you to doing something. If it's just cleaning the bathrooms. Let's pray. I just want to say this morning that if there, those of you say, you know what, there's some things that I'm going through. I need victory. Just raise your hand this morning and say, and and I'm going to agree with the fact that there's victory coming. Whether it's healing in your body, where it's healing in your mind, where it's peace that you need peace or rest you need rest or situations with family members that need to be straightened out, that need to be worked out, that they need to work out, that we stand and say, you know, Lord, here I am. Hallelujah. Father, I just pray for every person this morning sitting here, everybody with their hand raised. Father, I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you give them wisdom. And maybe, Lord, may, just maybe we're not been listening like we should be listening. We're not been hearing, we've not been hearing you like we should hear you. And so, Lord, right now we stand in your presence. We stand in this place, Lord, and we declare that we're going to hear your voice and we're going to put your plan in action and we're going to see your victory and we're going to be able to see rest. Father, we thank you this morning that the battle is the Lord's. The battle is the Lord's. Let him fight the battles. Father, we thank you so much. Your blessings upon your people this morning. Lord, I thank you for what you have in store for us. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that every person that comes through these doors, every kid that comes in this place, Lord, every child, that they will hear of your amazing grace. They will feel your love. They will feel your presence. And Lord, I just lift up those. There's some I know that are going through a lot of things. And Lord, I just pray that, Lord, there's some of them that just need to turn back to you and realize where their help comes from. So I lift them up to you this morning, Lord. 
Father God, I thank you for your many blessings. I thank you for what you have in store for us. I thank you that you're the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And Father, there's nothing that you don't know about. And there's, you always have the right way. So Father, we just put everything in your hands today, Lord. And we thank you and we praise you and we give you glory and we give you honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'll tag it along what Pastor Bill said. Next Sunday night, we'll have uh, probably by then over 100 kids in this room. So, yeah, to me, one of the most important things is prayer. It is the most important thing. Please be in prayer for those kids. Be in prayer for clarity for, for myself and for the team as we this week begin really locking down the decorations and, and just getting ready for all those kids to roll in here.